Check, check, check. Back with another episode of the DJ's Need Love 2 show. I go by the name of DJ Batio. And I go by the name DJ Monet. And we got a special guest in the building today. Batio, who we got today? We got DJ Teflon. DJ Teflon in the building, yeah, baby. Yeah, man. Key got hits on the special uh, sit-down with us. We appreciate you for being here, too, bro. I thank y'all for having me. Thank yeah, y'all for having man. me. What's up? I feel the same way. I appreciate y'all having me. I'm a fan of the show. I watch what y'all doing for the DJ culture. And, you know, I'll be in y'all DMs like, yo, I'm available. I'm free. Yo, when? When? So Let's I'm, get I'm it, just man. happy to be here. I had to, uh, you know, I called Monet and Trap all the time. I said, we have to get this guy, DJ Teflon, on the show. He speaks facts and his, on his IGs. I'm always on his lives. I need him on the show. And they said, let's make it happen. And we made it happen. So let's get it. So, Teflon, where are you from? Yeah. I'm originally from the Bronx, New York. Yeah. But I'm I get hyped when I hear the New York stuff. I moved <laughs> here in the late 90s. So, like, I graduated high school here. Okay. So, do people consider you from Atlanta or do they consider you New York still? Um, How do you feel about that? Because I've been called, I'm from Atlanta now. After oh, I'm definitely from here. No okay. no disrespect to New York, but yeah. at this point in my life, I've lived here longer than there. Okay. So I'm definitely from here. Right. Um, but New York is what made me who I am, so I, I still big up New Yorkers and keep in their high regard. Right. So to piggyback on Monet question, how did you get your, that name, DJ Teflon? All right, let's see. How did this go? Okay. So my homeboy, Felix Murray, owns Mansion... Dreams ATL before it's mansion a lot. Okay. And I'm in the club every day with equipment. I, I, I'm fucking with it. This is Serato days where you had to have the Serato box. Right. So I'm fucking with it. With they, the CD? Yeah, with the CD. So they letting me DJ like in the opening room. And I used to, one of my favorite songs to play was um, Who Shot Ya? And Big used to be like Ooh. Thunder and Shaking the Concrete. So for a while... <laughs> mm-hmm. Everybody was calling me DJ Thunderous. Like, to to this day, there's a few people that have been like, yo, DJ Thunderous, what's up? And my mentor, big shout out to Don Ken, he was like, yo, that is not it. DJ Thunderous, that sounds like a stripper. Shout out to that, Don Cannon, man. That is not it. And he was like, yo, Teflon Don, the Teflon Teron. What's, what, what, what's wrong with that? Yeah. And the dude who designed my logo spelt it with a PH instead of FL, so I could own the rights to my name. So that's how that one ended that's up happening. Hard. That was hard, bro. That was hard. Yeah. All right. So since you're the highest DJ on the planet, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about this burner deal. Well, you're the tour DJ for Burner. I am. The how tour did that DJ come about? Burner. Okay, so I started. Well, first, what makes you the highest DJ? Because I I wanted to challenge that. Well, I like to yeah, smoke. What makes you the highest DJ on the planet? First off, I've been smoking way longer than I've been DJing, and <laughs> yeah. I've been DJing for a while. But I, I I had smoking locked in first. Okay. Mo- Monet, when I seen him for the first time, he was at a festival, mm-hmm. killing that shit. And he pulled a blunt out at a festival for R and B. I said, I need him. <laughs> yeah, I did pull out the. R- I did. Pull- yeah, I like, did. There's <laughs> it, not too many places I go to that I work at that you can have me DJ and, and I'm not firing up. Yeah. Like just recently, I almost got banned from Vegas. Mm. Now the dude, big shout out to Izzy. He's from the base, so he's familiar with Burner. He knows the whole camp and everything. Yeah. I'm DJing Dre's After Hours. I'm like three songs into it, and I smell it. Now, mind you, upstairs, Jeezy was performing that night, so we were smoking in VIP and everything's cool. Okay. So now we downstairs in After Hours, and I, I smell it because I didn't want to be the first person to do it. Yeah. And as soon as I smelled it, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. And before I could get two puffs in, 
they, yo, you can't be doing that. Yo, chill. Yo, I know you work for Cookie. Tell them stop. Wow. I'm a, I'm, first off, I'm a fire up everywhere. And I'm still going to function. You know how many DJs I've smoked under the table at work? Mm. Yeah. Like, not on purpose. You say you smoke, I smoke, let's get high. So do you feel like it's a challenge for you to be high and DJ at the same time? Mm. It's so not a challenge. Like, in my earlier stages, I practiced a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I already smoked weed. I practice. I'm going to smoke weed while I practice. So, like, I have so much experience, practice, like, DJing and smoking weed is second nature to me. Right. Like, I got a joint in my lips that's hanging there. I'm not going to miss no transitions. I'm paying attention. Like, it's just kind of built into my genetics of how I yeah. maneuver DJing. So I see you have one of those cases on the table. Is that yeah. one of your Teflon cases? This, this is one of my Teflon cases. So can you tell any new DJ how important is it to brand outside of DJing? Yes. It's extremely important. I got three on back order. Yeah, right <laughs> it, It's extreme. I, I got some for y'all in my bag. Yes, sir. It, it's extremely important because it's only but a certain amount of time you can DJ. Right. Mm-hmm. It's only about a certain amount of, like, okay, the DJ life, let's just use nightclub. It's only five hours, seven days a week. Yeah. Okay, you got day parties on Saturday and Sunday, but really we're talking 10 to 3, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you might have some earlier get- – it's not a lot of time. Like, yeah. it's no daytime portion unless you're in the corporate circuit. So mm-hmm. who don't want to make money when they not ma- like when they not working? Like, yeah. when I leave here, I got a bag full of um, cases I need to take to the post office. Mm. Uh, what's that? Shopify already paid me. I can't wait to put these in the mail. So now I can spend the money. Once I pay, once I've shipped out your product, that's my money now. That's hard, man. So you're one of the OG DJs. You know, me and you, we talk a lot mm-hmm. um, off the show. And um, how do you feel about the DJs now versus then? <sighs> you could just sync has taken over a lot, <laughs> but um, how do you feel about that? Okay. Being an OG in the game. I respect I, the OG Then we're going to ask you, Keish. We're going to ask you. I appreciate being considered an OG. Respected OG. Not just an OG. I appreciate That's that. Um, because I did promotions, flyers, websites, mm. I was familiar with the game before I started DJing. Like, I'm going to bring up the person who designed my logo. Um, he used to be AG Entertainment, Cloud9's graphic person. Dope. He was charging Ethan in the days where people were getting a hundred for a design, hundred and fifty. Ethan was charging two fifty, mm. three hundred just for a design before having it printed. And that was then. That was then. So, um, I'm at this time becoming the in-house in-house graphics person for Cloud Nine. Mm. And Ethan kind of took me under his wing because he was too busy and he was tired of arguing with promoters about money. And he was like, "Tef, well, this ain't even Tef. This is Tehran. Mm. Never be the cheapest." Mm. never be the cheapest because even at your lowest rate after doing business with you a whole lot of time they're going to try to go under your lowest so even at your lowest at a, after a certain point they're going to try to renegotiate to make you go down and if you're at your lowest do you want to go down so always start hard start high yeah and stand on your price wow um i understand getting your weight up and your you know the experience but why take $500 out of my mouth so you can make 200 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't like that, and I don't like not knowing the history of DJ. Yeah. Different doesn't mean better. Different can mean this promoter owes me two grand and is trying to stall me on paying, and I'm not coming to work, mm-hmm. so they call you. 
that doesn't make you better. That just makes you different. Different, yeah. I agree with that. And because I was like this. Everybody thinks they're further along in their career. I'm nicer than what I am. And some, at certain point, what you think in your head and your actual skill set catches. But a lot of times you're up here and your skill set is here. Yeah. And it's slowly – just remember that. Like, there's nothing wrong with being on and – not on, but being hungry and yeah, ready okay, and this, yeah. that, and the third. But your your more seasoned DJs, yeah. what we are is people you can count on. That's what, yeah, where, where there's a, when there's an extra hundred grand on the line because mm-hmm. AG Entertainment done booked Future, mm-hmm. we who we who they count on yeah. like it's, it's who wants mistakes when there's an extra hundred hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars on yeah. the line Gotta who need like and I'm not trying to shoot at no younger DJs I got my DJ book bag in here mm-hmm. it's nothing it's nowhere I can set up the DJ that in my book bag I'm not ready for. And some some DJs are ready for boards. Some DJs are ready for controllers. Some mm-hmm. DJs are ready for turntables. You never know what's going to be there. Right. And let's say I'm somewhere with burning. I've asked for what I wanted. Because I'm not able to function with this, is Burner supposed to miss out on 100 grand? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know you're, you work on what you have in front of you, mm-hmm. but that's not the industry standard. Right. Who wants to bring their board with them everywhere? Mm-hmm. Learn the other equipment. Like, I hate when a young DJ needs to put a board down and there's some CDJs there. Yeah. You got to put them on top. You're going to put them on top of it? Yeah, like, how how is this supposed to work? How's the the transition from you to me supposed to work or vice versa? Like, Mm. you have to be versed in all areas. So, so question to piggyback off of that. Do you feel like the the OG DJs kind of gatekeep to the younger DJs when they ask? Like, younger DJs do pull up on older DJs and they kind of, like, brush them off. Like, how do younger DJs need to approach the older DJs to try to learn? Yeah. Okay. We're all DJs. Mm-hmm. You're still a stranger. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. want me to teach you my game because you asked me? And what area of business is that cool? Yeah. yeah. Where I'm just going to tell you the game for nothing and we don't know each other or have a relationship. Yeah, that's why I asked. <laughs> so how would you want somebody to, I guess, approach you as far yeah. as, like, um, I feel like we pick and choose who we choose to help. Like, yep. for example, Don, I'm pretty sure a million people asked Don Cannon yeah. to teach them how to DJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, He took me under his wing, and for three to four years, I rolled with him every day because I wanted to see what a DJ did outside of DJing. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure somewhere there was somebody that was mad because Cannon didn't choose them to take under his wing. You can't make me choose who I want to work with True. or who I want to help because— And he's still a GOAT. We're all DJs at this yeah. table. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The worst thing in the world is for somebody to ask you for help, and in six months they're not doing it. Yeah, You've wasted both of our time. Mm-hmm. So when, when we're initially having this, hey, can you help me conversation, I don't even know how serious you are about yeah. doing this because I don't know you. I say the same. Yeah. And I'm working right now. So right now on, on my mind mainly is this two-minute, minute-and-a-half clock I have to have mm-hmm. before I play the next song. Oh, yep. So I'm not trying to be long-winded with you. I'll give you my real deal phone number, yeah. and if I'm available, I'll tap in with you. But right now, I am brushing you off because all DJs know we on the clock. Yeah. Sometimes it's yeah. 30 seconds, sometimes it's a minute, sometimes it's two minutes. But we're on the clock, and the longer I talk to you, I'm not figuring out where I'm going next. Yeah. A lot of the new DJs watch this show. So right now, if you didn't have a pen and paper out just now, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? Monique, let's go into our flower segment. Okay, so... We just need you to give three DJs their flowers. Any DJ that has motivated you to become a DJ, maybe 
helps you on your journey. Okay. And a disclaimer, you know a lot of DJs, so don't get mad if he didn't say your name, all right? <laughs> I'm going to start with people who were super instrumental in making my career DJ-wise. Um, I've already mentioned Don Cannon. I'm not even going to put him in this list because I don't feel like he's deserving of this list. But Don Cannon has graduated to pass the flower set, right, Trap? Don Cannon has been mentioned by every single DJ that came on the show. So wow. he just has flowers. Him, drama, they just got flowers. That's, that's Khaled, the, yeah. Capri. Uh, yeah. Okay. They get the, the big flowers every time we do it, every time we hear a show. I'm going to start with someone that, who's probably never been mentioned on this show. His name is the International Master Mo. Master Mo used to Master Mo. Master Mo used to host the first room in the front room in Dreams. Mm. And he taught me about swagger on the mic and still being able to DJ. Mm. Now Mo at one time shifted into hosting and having someone come and DJ, but Mo was one of the best at entertaining while still DJing mm. and not missing a beat. I, Master Mo don't get an, a, enough flowers and he don't even DJ no more, but in my career he taught me about swagger and being a cool-ass nigga on the mic. Okay. Um, secondly, I'm going to go with C-Styles. C-Styles, yeah. I've heard of C-Styles. I was in the McDonald's flavor battle, and I learned how to DJ in CDJ times. Mm. It was a turntable contest. C-Styles let me come to his house every day. Now, mind you, before I started DJing, I knew C-Styles because I did graphics. So it's an easier conversation Hey, C Styles, you're my homeboy. Where's C Styles from? C Styles is originally from New York, but from New York, right? Yeah, okay, cool, cool. C Styles is my homeboy. Scratch, Super scratch. scratch. And he just scratch, 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 and, scratch, 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 scratch. And that's who I wanted to, because yeah. at the time, to my availability, that was the best person. Right. C Styles was my friend before coming into DJing, so me asking him for help Big flowers. is not a stretch because that's my homeboy. He can see my seriousness and my eagerness yeah. to do this. So um, C-Styles taught me just how to use turntables. Like, mm. I'm not a turntable list, but my knowledge of turntables comes from C-Styles. That's two, yeah. And, Dope two, bro. And three, I'm going to go with my brother DJ Ace. DJ Ace. The other guy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we didn't even want to meet and we started a brand off of a mixtape and turned that into something and grew with each other and kept each other off the ledge. Like Ace called me this morning and kind of let me know I played a situation wrong. Mm. And having somebody you can respect their opinion when it's like, yo fam, you would do it for me. Mm -hmm. You played that wrong. And I had to respect it. That's my brother. We got businesses together. So how you respond? That's real to love, that? though. Yeah, that's 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 real love, Mo. Because yeah, Mo always called me on stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. You can't tell the person that you work with that's supposed to be your brother or your sister, like, bro, you fucking up. Yeah. When he first told me last night, we argued about it. Yeah. Okay. When he called me this morning, I get a little combative with you, right? <laughs> yeah. When he called me this morning, it was like, you know what, you're right. I still shouldn't have let it get out of control. Like I felt like what I did was warranted, but I am a seasoned enough vet where I don't. I don't have to let this happen. Right, I agree with that. That's dope, man. So that's a that's a dope three. That's a dope three. Okay, so listen, I seen in your bio you have the best closer in the game. So you DJ in New York, Vegas, Atlanta, and I'm pretty sure a whole bunch of other places. How is it DJing, like closing a club in different locations? Because I know Vegas music is different from Atlanta mm. music. New York is different from Atlanta music. Mm. But Atlanta, I feel like it's more mainstream. Mm -hmm. But how is it from going? Because I've heard um, Infamous close an Atlanta club, 
And I feel like I'm on the West Coast when he closes an Atlanta club mm. versus an Atlanta VJ closing an Atlanta club. Okay. First, first I'm, I'm going to give a big shout out to Infamous yeah. one. Infamous, Infamous. Infamous was the first person another... who was like, yo, y'all have a brand as the other guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come holler at me. Let me teach you how to get these monies from sponsors. Let me teach you how to, you know, enhance your brand. Mm. It wasn't I got the information and I'm going to keep it. So I call Infamous Little Big Brother. Big shout out to Little Big Brother because he, de- like, called me and Ace to his house and was like, yo, because we was all we all friends and was like, nah, fam, this is how you do it. Mm. Um, using Infamous as an example, Infamous used to close the Velvet Room when being on tour. Shout out to the Velvet Room. Yeah. And I used to, as an up-and-coming DJ, used to, in my mind, give Infamous hell. Wait, so at this time, he's popping and you coming up. I'm coming up. I'm like, I'm not. Because Infamous held that that spot, I'm not able to get into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I used to be mad that Infamous may not have known the latest songs or went to his go-to set, mm. but it still moved the party. So like she said, it feels like a West Coast set. Mm-hmm. I don't have to close with the top 20 Atlanta songs to show you a good time. Yep. Nice. Like, I, I don't have to. Like, it, 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 certain music just moved the people. I don't have to know, yeah, like, DJing goes past what's popular on iTunes or the most popular 25 songs. Mm-hmm. So he came in with a veteran standpoint of, I don't have to know this. Mm-hmm. I know how to do this. Yep. Mm. So, like, that's how you, that's how you would feel like Infamous is on his West Coast shit in Atlanta. But sometimes it needs... It takes as, us to another place. Like, we don't, have, we don't hear the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. Time, yeah. And I'm sitting here as a... And he was sitting there as a DJ and watching people go Atlanta and go all, through all this. So mm-hmm. that's been done already. Let me do something different. And I feel like that comes with a certain kind of confidence. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean no disrespect to nobody who's on the, who hasn't been on the road. That comes with a certain kind of confidence of being on the road. Mm. Being in different venues other than what's in your city, you I, like me. You can drop me in any city. I'm gonna be all right. So when you when you're on tour, and you, like certain songs just work worldwide. Right. If we did all the local things, why can't I play like I, the DJ I am? I play worldwide, and you're still gonna move. Two part question right here. How does you've been on tour a lot? How do you get treated by your artists on tour and at home? Okay. Is it a difference? First and foremost, the artist I DJ for is my friend. Okay. It's all the way different. Like, on tour, they put you in the best position to be comfortable to do your job. Okay. Here, they'll throw you in a hostile environment, unprepared, and don't care how you feel about it. Mm. So just the preparation for work is different. Mm. Um, Yeah, like, on tour, there's green rooms and snacks and yeah. like I always, me and the chicks who work in the club argue about artists tipping at appearances at the club. Yeah, but when the Phillips Arena books me, all these snacks and drinks, I don't have to tip for. Mm-hmm. This is in my rider. That's a requirement for me to come to work. So how do I owe you a tip for bringing me what I asked for to come? That's crazy. So let's talk about a rider. Okay. What? When you win, okay, so like Betty O said, a lot of younger DJs watch this show. To get a writer, what does a DJ really like? Let's talk about branding mm. and all of that. Like, a writer. What does is, it even take to qualify to even get a writer? Mm. Um, being booked by the right person. Mm-hmm. A writer is what you need to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, big shout out to Infamous again. Ludacris and his writer got draws. 
batteries, deodorant, like infamous, not infamous. Luda was like, yo, you know how many TVs I have in my mm-hmm. house? Mm-hmm. These batteries come in handy. But that's what he has on his writer to be comfortable for his job. Mm. So you can ask for whatever you want. For me, it's the equipment I like. I don't, I can use anything, but I prefer this. Mm. So if you want me to optimize my performance, I'd like these things. And that just comes with being booked by the right promoters or when you get into that world of, yo, what do you need to work with? Mm. I like that. What what, what do you prefer? Mm. You don't have to bring your equipment with you everywhere. You don't have to have a board in your book bag. Like I heard a story of a DJ flying home to to work. They They were from Sacramento. They were flying home and she brought her equipment. You're working here is way more worth yeah. what they're paying you. So how dare you put your equipment in jeopardy when yep. when renting a board is not expensive? How bad do you really want me here? I learned that shit last week. Like, how do I put what I need to do at yeah. home, how I live on jeopardy? Because anything could happen on the airplane. I'm not going to lie. The other people, they don't care about your equipment. They don't. They right. just want you to be there. <laughs> they right. don't care about your equipment. But like you're saying, they don't care if you don't care. So now we about to go into our would you rather say Yeah. What I Cuz like would you rather this or that? So I'm going to put 20 seconds on my phone. Batty yeah, is going to oh, ask shit. you a series of questions. I think slow. You can't think high, about it. But all right, you let's do it. <laughs> tell me one. Tell me cannot think, Mo. You, you can't think. All right, so don't judge me when these answers fly right Not off judging. my head. You ready? Let's do it. Give me the countdown. 3, 2, 1. Reggae versus Afrobeats. You're thinking. Free parking versus no tabs. Uh, f- oh, de- you're de- thinking. No, no I'm not thinking. Friends versus- hold on, hold on. Stop, 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 stop. These are things. These are these are things that I, I don't want to choose between. No, nope, you got to choose one. It's, it's called like, the would you rather. You rather I, I, I'd rather play both. <laughs> I need both of those in my rider. But would you rather? In the world of life, we will ask you, would you rather? Sometimes. Okay. Ready? Let's start it over. Trap. You ready? One, two, three. Vinyls or CDJs? CDJs. Tour or residency? Tour. Headphones or no headphones? Headphones. The Rain 1 or the Rev 7? I don't know. Oh, I got a Rain 1, so we're going to go Rain 1. Go viral or grind hard? Grind hard. Do you rather have a record pool or just have title? Um, Record uh, pool. Record hip-hop pool. I, I or R&B? Hip-hop. Oh, we got him. I won that one. Now, I had to figure out what you were saying <laughs> okay. on that one. I, I definitely like a record pool. So, I did, I did want to ask him too, Mo. Hip hop or R and B? Um, shit. <laughs> I said hip hop when you asked because I feel like hip hop. Hip hop or from. top forty? Ooh, top forty. Because top forty, top forty saved my format. life. Top, yeah. top forty saved my DJ career. I was tired of the clubs. Big shout out to the people at Buckhead Saloon, Bravo from Fry Republic, and Lou. Rest in Bravo, peace yeah. to Buckhead. So. Yeah, but rest in peace. Like when it was straight, t- open format. 60 40 like demographic mm-hmm. maybe even like i dj the buckhead saloon when it was 70 30 then mm. and just having fun and it not being scripted made me enjoy djing more yeah man because also at that time i'm djing for colleges so i'm just into a whole different kind of music mm-hmm. so teflon for the one time for the two time for the three time mm-hmm. why do djs need love we got a hard fucking job. Look at that camera right there. That's your camera. We got a hard. Now look job. at that camera. Not I look at them all. We it, uh, like it's a hard job. It's a lot playing on our night or how we perform, and everybody downgrades what we mean to mm. wherever we're at. Like 
no disrespect to club owners. I appreciate what I've done for my life. But a club is nothing but a liquor store that plays music. Facts, though. Damn. <laughs> well, hookah. God. And, and, and you, and, and you, and you and gotta add a hookah. You add he hookah. Put the, he put the 40 cal out. You, you, bro. you add hookah in it. And the only reason why this, this makes you different from a liquor store is the music makes allows you to upcharge the experience. experience. And what's the experience without music? Like the, the club's aesthetics is important. It being nice, it being safe. Cute girls being there, dope staff being there, all the elements. But what is all that without the music? Yeah. And we're the first one to work and the last one to get paid. Mm -hmm. That's why DJs need love. Mm -hmm. Can you give DJs one more tip? One tip. One tip? A Serato tip. A Serato tip? Can I give you a business tip and not a Serato tip? Let's do the business tip. Let's do the business tip. Get your shit in order. (laughs) LLC yourself. Like... Um, I was watching a clip about the dude who said was breaking down what cost to rent equipment. Yeah. Yep. Um, if you don't want to go that route, LLC yourself and LLC a, a, a sound company and make it seem like you're putting it off on somebody else. I th- this is the sound company I use. Call them; they'll send you an invoice. Because some people don't want to give you all the money, but if there's an extra cost of sound, yo, this is the sound company I use. That could be you. You get the same email. You tell them what the fuck you want to tell them. But when you have your business in order, the respect grows. Like, I ain't trying to be funny. Get you some business credit. Like, I DJ for somebody. I'm not going to say no names. On October 28th, I got my check Black Friday. Rent passed that time. Rent's already almost due. So when you have a credit card or something to maneuver slow-paying promoters or just a slow-paying check system. gem. Put your rent on your credit card, like Damn. pay it, pay it back when you get the check, because everything doesn't fall in line. What's it called, Betty-O? Gems. Like who? Like let's say, shit. Today rents due. You have to work tonight. The first baby. You have to work tonight, and the promoter don't got it. You might be living that close to the edge that that three to five hundred dollars is gonna fuck up you rent paying. But if you had your shit together and you could put that on your credit card and pay that, because you know it's a. I feel like it's a 52-week season. Yeah. If you don't got me tonight, you got me next week. It's, if I've been working with you. So yeah. I can't sit here and pout and yep. you know, put on if out of a 52-week season, you're on time 48 weeks. Right. It was a slow week for everybody. Yeah. It's rent. So if you're able to put, maneuver yourself and still not hurt yourself, because like end all, be off, I need my money, I got to ask you. Mm-hmm. But if you put yourself in a, a, way, a, a, a space to – have a safety net where you don't have to let the promoter know. Like, I, I don't want you to know I need you that much. Okay. Just me personally. Yeah. Exactly. Like, even when I didn't have it, I'll pay a $150 late fee before I argue with you about yep. my money. Especially, yep. again, yep. when you're on time 48 Talk weeks. your shit. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah. have your shit together. It's yeah. easy to have your shit together. Get you some business credit about yourself and yeah. just be able to maneuver the bumps in the road. Monet. I feel like I'm having a conversation with family right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is what we wanted to do, man. Yeah, so let us know what you got going on for the rest of the year, and then we're going to close it out. Um, for the rest of the year, Put from that now until eternity. Bro, and where's my case? Yeah, it's the, the highest tef- DJ in the world. What we doing? It's the Teflon case. Um, because I DJ and I go to work, I don't want to sit there. And I roll joints. I don't want to sit there with Because I have my kid holding. Let me see if yeah, I Yeah, let's come on. Let's advertise. That's what it's yeah. about. So if I'm at work and I'm working, this is what I bring to be able to roll my situation. And I usually have a grinder. Y'all see how easy that was for him to pull that out? So instead of doing all that, 
you just take your time at home and just roll you up a couple at work and just when you need it, Can you I grab it. Yeah, absolutely. That's fine. <laughs> take you one out of there for later if that's what you do. Do you know as a DJ, when you sitting up there rolling a blunt that's and so you got to get to the next song, you know how, you understand? When I seen him promoting it, I said, this motherfucker talking to me right now. You know what I'm saying? I love you. free shit. I'm definitely a roller in the I got I one. Love I got a girl shit. one for you. Ooh. Ooh. Because it's Teflon case. Because I'm a lady case, man. Thank you. The DJs. I got one for you. Oh, man. And we got one for you, our engineer of the building. Give him one, too. Like, if so, you don't Teflon, smoke. let us know mm-hmm. where everybody can find you at. We're so happy you came on the show. You definitely I, I don't support so cigarettes, but you could put your cigarettes in here, too. Talk. It, it can hold on. I got one that got my little DJ gadgets. Smoking on cigarettes, buddy. I got my little <laughs> DJ gadgets in there. It, it has a multiple, it has a whole bunch of purposes. Like this is the little thing for my light and this little gadgets I need for work. But just be, I like to be. In the words of my good friend, Mister Nice, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, I'm DJ underscore T E P H L O N. That's on all platforms. Um. Teflon case, T-E-P-H-L-O-N-C-A-S-E. I got that right. Yeah, dot com. Please buy yourself a Teflon case. Buy one for a friend. It's Christmas um, time. Yeah, it's Christmas time. These are dope stocking stuffers. Ladies, if your man smoke, buy him one of these. He'll love you. I feel like if you if your woman buys you this, she cares about you. Yeah, it's, ladies. Ladies. Buy him, a, buy him one and buy him a 3.5. Throw that in there for him. All right. And on that case... <laughs> That is another episode of the DJs Need Love 2. That is another episode of the DJs Need Love 2 podcast. I go by the name DJ Monet. I'm DJ Batio. And we got DJ Teflon in the building, baby. I appreciate y'all having me. I've been waiting to get here for a while. All right, we out of here, man. Thanks for coming through. Later.